cults over here. Cults over there. There are cults everywhere. everywhere. And we're going to tell you all about it with a fairy tale twist. Welcome to Once, Once Upon, Upon a Cult. Once upon a time. In a galaxy far, far Damn, away. You stole my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a long time ago, though. I was oh. gonna, once upon a time, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. I'm an expert. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Once Upon a Cult. I'm here with my cohorts. Hi. Hey. I'm Rachel. I'm Alan. And we have a special guest today. We have Ryan Hunter. How are you, sir? So good. Thank you so much for having me, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We're excited. Hi. (laughs) So in case anybody doesn't know, this man has a podcast called Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. And I am such a stand for this show. I love it so much. I listen every Friday, and you have covered so many great topics. Well, I have to say, if it wasn't for this man right here and his co-host, one of his co-hosts <laughs> on his many shows, I definitely would not be doing this because he was a huge inspiration. Brunch with the Hollowells, Movie Geek and Proud, now Once Upon a Cult. The Marvelous World of Disney. Yeah. My God. <laughs> so huge inspiration. Sean has some time on his hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'll have you know, one of the episodes you did recently was Grease and Grease 2. And I also have another Grease 2 fan here with me Ooh, It's me. <laughs> Isn't it the superior movie? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, well. It is fabulous. <laughs> It's, I mean, the one thing that always sticks in my brain is the reproduction oh, song for so some reason. Good. Just anytime I think of it, I'm like, reproduction, reproduction. <laughs> oh, so good. Quality. quality it's quality right. Music. Quality. quality is there. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely recommend the critically acclaimed X-Men episode to anybody. It was just such a fascinating episode. Oh, yeah. I, I hear that. There was some experts that came on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was such a fun episode. I learned so much from Sean. I I learned all about. Oh, it was me. Yes, it was you. It was you. <laughs> what? I learned all about sexy things with Wolverine and Cyclops and Jean oh. Grey. A whole new world was opened up. I mean, <laughs> that's the only way that I know anything about X-Men is Sean has taught me things. Which is similar to today. <laughs> the only way I know anything about Star Wars is Sean has taught me things. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into it. Yes, we are talking about two things today, actually. We're talking about, first, the fictional Jedi Order, which has spawned the reality Jedi Order. So we're going to compare notes on both and see how we feel about these groups. Are they cults? Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, and quick story. I have a Star Wars Trivial Pursuit game, and I wanted to prove my Star Wars prowess, so I played it with Rachel and her other friend, and Rachel almost won the game. I did. I did. Yes, with my vast knowledge (laughs) of Star Wars, and the fact that I kept getting songs about the droid (laughs) C-3PO. Yes. uh, I almost won that game. Like, it would be like... My question would be, so 
in this movie, they were kicking around the head of what golden <laughs> robot? I'm like, yeah, it's Ethiopia. It's Ethiopia. I would get questions like, what is the actor's name? Who plays Admiral Piet? Oh <laughs> Why is that different? <laughs> yeah. Or how many engines are on this certain type of like flying contraption? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I almost won. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Because I know nothing about it's Star Wars. You know C-3PO. Except That's for all now. you need to know. C-3PO gold. I mean. Robot. Exactly. <laughs> what homosexual golden dragon? 1,000%, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I've just about had enough of you. All right. So let's start talking about um, what the Jedi believe. And most of what we're going to talk about here comes from the prequels, actually. Because they really didn't talk about the Jedi all that much in the later films. Would you guys agree? The later, the earlier. The earlier, later films. (laughs) The earlier, later films. Yeah, I mean, they did a little bit. Um, We get to learn a little bit from Obi-Wan about it and then a little bit more from Yoda. But it's not history about it so much. It's Mm -hmm. just the basic idea of the Force. The Force and what it is. Yeah, it's truly, we get like a little mention, like Han Solo in A New Hope. He says something about like it's a hokey old religion and... Things like that. So they re- they refer to it as a religion, but it's definitely, like, at this point, something old and forgotten. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like Norse mythology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, now I'm like, oh, my runes. I want to pull out my runes oh, and play with them. <laughs> so what we start to learn in the prequels is the... Jedi Order looks into the, this is very controversial, Metachlorian count. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they put science behind it. Yeah. So the Metachlorians are these weird little things that live inside people. Mm-hmm. And they kind of connect them. They're sensitive to the Force. Like, the more that they are there, the more ability someone has to sense the Force and manipulate And it's the not force. a bacteria. I mean, yeah. I know it's little things, but... <laughs> <laughs> but not, not a, bacteria, a bacteria. as far as we know. <laughs> but you know what's funny is I first heard this concept from... Talk about Retro Rewind. I heard about this from the video game on PlayStation 1 called Parasite Oh, my... E. I love that oh. game. Oh. I knew you would. I knew it. <laughs> so old. <laughs> yeah. But same thing. The The metachlorian count was like off the charts for this woman and she started to change into this thing. So I don't know. I guess it's an idea that's out there. Multiple people have used it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you said that sexy. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm confused myself. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, people with the high metachlorian count are more prone to being able to sense and, you know, manipulate the force. So these Jedi Knights go out, Jedi Masters, and they find people with the metachlorian count. But as we saw in the early Star Wars, once you're nine years old, you're even too old at that point. They want you, like, yeah. Oh, young, yes. They go young. out and they find the babies because it's so important in the Force that you, like, differentiate between the good and the bad and that you mm-hmm. follow all these tenants. There's so much about, like, giving up things, not having feelings, not having attachment. And so they have to start them really, really young to get them. And so there was mixed feelings about this. Like some people thought the Jedi 
were doing good work, and some people were like, you are baby Rumble stealers. Steelskin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a yeah. Jedi master? You didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this has come under a lot of scrutiny online. Like, if you type in Jedi Order cult, like, a lot of people on Reddit and things discuss... Are the Jedi's a cult? And were the Sith even that evil from what we know of them in Star Wars? Yes. Mm. I did not know. I mean, being a Star Wars fan all these years, you do hear those kinds of things. But researching for this episode, yeah, there's a huge amount of people that are saying that the Jedi are in the wrong because they, they, you know, they don't see any gray. It's either this or that. And the Sith were really this uh, misunderstood group of people so it's a weird to even think of it like that this opposite way of thinking yeah oh well and one thing i actually saw was the sith went to the far end of the spectrum like they were people that kind of dipped their toe into like having attachments or or being like a little bit off the path and then dove all the way in whereas gray jedis is more where i lie (laughs) like that like little area where they're like your ideas of good and bad and it all being like one end of the spectrum of the other doesn't make sense like you should be able to have attachments connections and you should be able to be a little bit of both you don't have to be one extreme or the other so i actually feel like the sith from what i was learning in my vast knowledge of Star Wars now, um, is that the Sith actually were kind of like off the the very polar opposite, far off mm-hmm. the deep end. And like got their names in a really weird way, like by taking over like a planet <laughs> where Sith lived. <laughs> and then they became the Sith Lords. <laughs> wow, you yeah, really I, mean, I am now an expert. Rest, my goodness. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm knowledge. Yeah, I can tell. Um, another thing that I came across, and I'll ask your thoughts on this, Alan, is I got into this whole rabbit hole talking about how, you know, Yoda talks about how fear leads to hate, hate leads to, you know, the dark side, the Mm -hmm. whole monologue thing. And it, it really talked a lot about how, as a Jedi, you're supposed to be emotionless. Yeah. Um... I think that's one of, like, the tenets, too, right, of mm-hmm. Jediism. But <clears throat> I don't think it's... I think the thing, too, it's, like, it's one of those do this, but you can do that. Um, what was I trying to say? Because <laughs> 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 um, they're also not supposed to be that materialistic, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... It's very, like, monk-like, almost like... You, they yes. wear the robes, but they, and they can't be married, and they can't, uh, you know, like you were saying, they can't have attachments to things, physical things. Um, relational right, things. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people really jumped on that online. Are They're saying a lot of the beliefs that George Lucas pulled from, especially Taoism and Buddhism, are more understood in the east eastern hemisphere of the world but in the western since we're not as exposed to that we may be more predisposed to look at this like a cult-like group since we don't understand it as much yeah and i feel like nowadays um the world as it kind of gets smaller through the fact that we can connect so much easier and get these new ideas um now mindfulness and things like that do have a big presence over here but it doesn't have the same history that Mm -hmm. those eastern cultures do have um so what's really interesting is i think that's why 
a lot of the ideas from this are attractive to people because it's something that we are understanding more now. And um, whereas we were more based in these Western religions where that wasn't really highlighted. Um, and it was highlighted in some little ways, but people, for some reason, I find in those religions, pay less attention to those lessons from Jesus and yes. <laughs> instead <Yeah. laughs> like to focus on things like exclusionism and I'm better than everyone else. Mm. <laughs> I have some feelings. I can tell. Mm. Well, that was the thing, too. I mean, if with Jediism, you're not only limited to that religion. Like, you can still practice other religions as well. Yes. Too. So it's a big question between religion versus philosophy mm-hmm. and how they're two different things. Like, because there can be Buddhist Catholics. There can be Buddhist uh, uh, people of the Jewish faith. Um, and so there's a big question between this being a religion or a philosophy mm-hmm. because it can be put on you can be put it on top of these other religions and still have that faith-based religion but also follow these really great tenets and ideas that come across in Jediism. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that really separates like we talked a lot about the monks and the Jedi being like monks but when I look at the force in the movies there's more, in my opinion, of a centralized leader, even though they want to call themselves a leader. But let's all be straight here. Okay. Um, Yoda is the leader. Like, he pulls the strings on everything throughout all these yes, movies. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I'd say he's even a little charismatic. Well, charismatic. And, well, he's been around so long compared to everyone else. I feel like a lot of the other people have very human lifespans. And here's this person or being that lives hundreds and hundreds of years and has had all this time to connect with the force and become an expert in it. So um, it's an easy role for him to fill because, I mean, he's definitely put in the time and has that uh, next level beingness to him. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. And, um, you know, put that with, like we said, cutting off all ties with, family or friends not being able to fall in love like i can definitely see why the jedi order may sound almost like a cult. oh definitely oh, yeah yeah like there's definitely a lot of um the isolation idea in the mm-hmm. beginning but then what's interesting is once they kind of reach that level of knighthood they are then kind of going out into the world to then kind of either bring in more people or often to protect mm-hmm. um from what i was seeing in my my course on Star Wars fandom, because uh, <laughs> I took a course on this, <laughs> was that um, they often would like take up that mantle and that role of protectors and would fight for people um, when bad forces were coming up. And then that actually became an issue for them because uh, Palpatine then kind of twisted things and made it look like they were powerful people that were kind of keeping people repressed and not fighting for them um, because he is very manipulative and evil. Well, it's almost like they were <laughs> the military, the slash, the police of, you know, of their time, quote unquote. So they would be the ones going mm-hmm. out to do these missions or these protecting the queen, as we saw in episode one. So, yeah, very military-like, very... I, I would say, like, almost like a police kind of thing for the universe in a way at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So we agreed they have a charismatic leader. <laughs> I think we talked about alienation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, stealing babies. Stealing and babies. Forcing them to believe what you believe is, yeah, that has some alienation to it, and I think. And that goes into belief system. They do have a belief system. <laughs> they do a very... So many maxims, so many teachings. Yeah. They have a Jedi High Council. There, there's a lot. Twelve members. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And outside evil. Yeah. The Sith. The Sith, or and even like larger than the Sith is like the idea of everything that they are avoiding. Like yeah. that for them, the outside evil is being materialistic. It is. Um, like forming these attachments that lead you to bad decisions. So like, mm-hmm. it's not even just that group of people. It is just the ideas of human error. Yeah. <laughs> almost. And you open up an interesting discussion that again, in my rabbit hole, when I was researching, um, I came onto this, this uh, little story about Ahsoka that happened in the clone wars. That I didn't even think about and by the way, for the full history on Ahsoka, please listen to last week's Marvelous Galaxy <laughs> of Disney. Ahsoka. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Stinky. <laughs> we should definitely go spend $30 to see a movie with no, her I in it. I talked about that, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's a part in the series where Ahsoka is friends with this other Jedi, and the Jedi turns out to be not so good. The Jedi is a terrorist and sets off a bomb that Ahsoka is blamed for. And the Jedi Council decide to expel her from the Jedi, which eventually is kind of what saves her life in the process. But just that whole idea of her being expelled to make the Jedi Council like be able to wash their hands of this bomb and not be connected to it, it really made me think of Jehovah's Witness and the way people are just ousted never to return Ooh, yeah, yeah. scientology mm-hmm. yeah i thought about a lot about scientology with this because the alienation the cutting off from family members it's all the tactics that scientology does definitely mm-hmm. and then sense of community they have the other jedi so i think by our tenants <laughs> it, it's well and then i think another thing that we look at when we're looking at these is so many religions also kind of like toe that line between is it a cult is a religion. So this one's also one of those where it like is very religion, like very religion, like, and definitely in the movies, very cult like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. The religion versus Jediism comes up a lot, which is why I was excited to talk about this. So should we get into our real Jedi Council? Modern day (laughs) Jediism. I'm excited about it, you guys. I think this is an amazing philosophy. (laughs) I love it. Um, But yeah, they have a couple different temples and groups that are spearheading them. Mm -hmm. Um, One that I ended up getting a little bit more into was the one that is like the church of Jediism in the UK mm-hmm. started uh, by Daniel Morgan Jones. Like I ended up a little bit in their wormhole going to their website at become the force.com <laughs> where you can take amazing courses such as super star Wars fan. Rachel's phone just clicked. She got a payment from them when she mentioned it. (laughs) There's a lot of free courses. And then there's also some that you actually uh, pay for that are a little bit um, like more 
interesting. Like, I don't know, they have, like, developing your superpowers, tapping into the Force, Jediist mind training, Jediist mindfulism, psychic and intuitive <laughs> development, holistic well-being. Like, can you understand why I'm like, oh, no, this is a cult for Rachel, if it is a question. Her phone just dings so many times, <laughs> I lost count. <laughs> I'm making so much money right now. <laughs> Sponsored by. Sponsored by. <laughs> so, um... The way this kind of started is in 2001, there was kind of an email that got sent around encouraging people to put Jedi on your census, mainly around the UK, and it was made to be kind of a joke, but um, so many people did it that I think it was 2.3% of the population identified as Jedi, that it kind of started this thing where, like Rachel said, Daniel and other individual people were kind of like, hmm... Let's try to make this a thing. So I think, I don't know how many, but multiple groups have kind of popped up with pretty much similar but varying beliefs around this idea of let's take the tenants from the movie and turn it into something to live by. Yes. Yeah, even at one point it was like, I think the seventh most popular um, religion in the UK. So yeah. it definitely, you know, garnered a lot of traction. The years. It apparently got up to fourth at one point too. The <laughs> fourth highest. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I do see it says that like, it went, but... like, raw, like excuse me, like Sean, like you were saying, and then two thousand one. That's I know How my dare God. You. So many, so many. Um, but by two thousand one, like you were saying on that census, it started by two thousand eleven. It was already up to seventy thousand people. So. It started as a joke and then blossomed into this beautiful religion as we see now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, one of the main issues I kept seeing with Jediism and with different groups is trying to be recognized as a tax-exempt religion. So what are our thoughts on that? Well, the one here in Texas is recognized, which is awesome. In 2015. Yeah, they they got recognized as a nonprofit um, religion based sort of organization. In UK, they were actually denied it. And from the latest I've seen, I haven't seen that that's changed. Um, but when it got to that level of them trying to get that recognition, they weren't um, given that. And so I guess it's really interesting because I have seen so many things get given the green light as a religion or like a tax-exempt religion organization. There is a place where I go to, you can do like yoga with cannabis here in Southern California, and they are... Wow. (laughs) That's not all I do there, but that's one of the things that I do there. Um, But they are recognized as like a tax-exempt religious thing. So it's really interesting to me, maybe that here in the U.S. we have different standards because there is more push towards that freedom of religion where and i and i know the u.s isn't great at honoring (laughs) that um but like on some levels like on paper (laughs) it does but and maybe because that's not as big of a tenant in other societies um maybe they're a little bit more protective of what counts as religious it's so true because it seems like like exactly what you were saying more in the UK, it seems to be almost like this, they do not want this. And we think of, you know, England oh, as more yeah. progressive in some ways. But there was a clip, I don't know if you guys uh, saw this as well, when 
Yes, Pierce Morgan? It's, Did you watch Pierce Morgan? belittling oh, this oh. man so badly for I no wanted reason. He wouldn't even let him speak. To hurt him. He wouldn't let him speak. <laughs> oh, my so goodness. so terrible. Totally yeah. terrible. I was so worked up by that clip um, because, like, his whole reason – like, the things he kept, like, basically – forcefully yes. saying he wasn't shouting but he was like forcefully speaking yes. these things at the founder daniel morgan jones where he's like but that's based right, on fantasy right. <laughs> like i'm catholic and that's not based on fantasy and i'm like dude take a look at yourself there was even a really well-spoken yes. woman um with him who was like all religions are based on fantasy they're based on these creation myths they are like noah and the ark that didn't actually happen in real <laughs> life. And if it did happen, it happened on a smaller scale. It wasn't a worldwide thing. It was in one region. There was a flood. And there was a rude guy that let everyone around him die. <laughs> like, and it wasn't God who helped him do this. This was a creation story. This is a story that people told to teach good morals mm -hmm. and good lessons. And they are great for that. But it's when people take them literally that I find it so frustrating because yeah. I'm like, you know what? When people are looking at the story of Star Wars, there are morals in that. And it's different because someone made it now. But it's only different to us because of the amount of time it's been around. There was someone who initially sat around and made up the story. <laughs> but Rachel... Jediism is based on a sci-fi writer who came up with this <laughs> religion. Mm, sounds familiar. That doesn't right? sound like anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, where where has that happened before? So hmm. I wanted to talk about this real quick because this is the biggest parallel I see between Jediism and Scientology. And I think what's really dangerous, and again, during our break, I watched three seasons of Leah Remini's Scientology show. Um, the way Scientology got their tax-exempt religious status, it was actually pretty late in the life of Scientology because when L. Ron Hubbard was running it, he couldn't get that tax-exempt because they couldn't prove that they were putting money back out into the community. Because so, he was just taking everyone's yeah, money. Yeah, <laughs> because he was just taking everybody's money. Buying yachts. So David Miscavige took over when L. Ron Hubbard died, and that's a scandal in itself. But basically what they did, classic Scientologists, is they found the guy who was in control of awarding tax-exempt status, and they harassed him and harassed him. They put people outside his house his work they called him constantly until finally he said fine you can have it and i think that's so dangerous because it's really what has made scientology turn into the mega corporation they have and also who's to say that now that they have it how come jediism can't because they are both based around sci-fi writings yeah the biggest difference, though, is people don't actually believe that Star Wars happened. They're just taking the beliefs from Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I love that little defining part of this. <laughs> I love that they recognize the creation myth as what it is. And they're like, yeah, that's just a story, an example of these beliefs. But the beliefs behind it are still awesome. And... One of the reasons these beliefs are so great and the lessons are there is because they were taken from other philosophies. The mindfulness was taken from other philosophies. The um, 
choosing to give up material goods. Like these were all taken from different religions because one of George Lucas's goals with Star Wars was to create more spirituality within the youth, like and bring spirituality back. And that was a big part of the lesson he was trying to teach in Star Wars. So I, yeah, I, I feel like the things that they teach are great. Like, can I, can I read to you just like one of their little statements here? Because I think it's lovely. So, Jediism is a new philosophy supporting the idea of one all-powerful life energy force that connects all living things in the universe together. Only by balancing our self-awareness with unity awareness in the force, we can find ourselves and discover our meaning and purpose. Jediists believe we are all interconnected and one with the universal life force. And then I think people hear force and they imagine the force like being used in the movies and they're like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> but let me tell you, when you have done some mushrooms and you're in the force of it, you feel this interconnected everythingness. So it's like not even like something that just comes in these like movies. You can tap into this feeling where you're like, Oh, I see how we're all connected. And that's Didn't what I this love. just happen yeah. to someone <laughs> on you... this very show? I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it when I talked about how much of the Hollowells because I didn't want to throw her name out there. But yes, it was Rachel. She was my guide. <laughs> it's all coming together. All coming together. It's all coming together. <laughs> I'm a great influence. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, when you mentioned the force, it kind of reminds me of, like, in Christianity, you have the spirit, right? It's, like, the exact same concept. It's just a different word. Yeah. So, um, it's just interesting that, like, one word can trigger, like, nope, this is not right. This is, is, you know, fake, so. Well, and I was thinking about this. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys a secret. I don't want you to tell anybody. What's a secret? Don't tell anyone. So, after our last episode with Jack Parsons... I've been doing sex magic. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so a couple of interesting things have happened, and it really made me kind of think about this in relation to Jediism. So in order to tell the story, I have to tell a little bit about myself, which I'm not used to talking about myself on podcasts. Never. <laughs> so I went through a time where I went through a really hard financial time where I wasn't able to pay school loans or credit card. I got into some mess, long story short, trying to make it right, having a lot of trouble being like, look, guys, I've been paying for like almost a year now to get everything straight and you're still being assholes to me. So last time or in December, mid-December, I was having trouble getting into a boot camp to learn programming. I was having trouble. We were having trouble getting into an apartment. So... Around the time we talked about Jack Parsons, actually the night we recorded, I did a little sex magic. And two days later, we got a call from the apartment. It's a little shady, but I'll go with it. (laughs) (laughs) He said, you guys still want the apartment? And we were like, well, yeah. He's like, well, I think we can work something out. If we don't put Sean's name on the lease, we just put him as a guest so he can live there. He just won't be on the lease. Long story short, two days after I did my sex magic, we are on the cusp of getting the apartment. We're just waiting Ooh. for manager approval. Nice. And the other thing that happened is I did a little sex magic. I do a lot of sex magic. I really like sex magic. It's <laughs> it a really, so really great thing. 
Um, this one's a little more like, um, I think it was something that helped me focus on a goal because I thought, what am I going to do about school? And the next morning when I woke up, I realized there's so many programs out there. You don't need a freaking boot camp. So Anthony and I sat down and I was able to sign up for a school. I got accepted and I'm going to start taking certification classes. Wow. Yay! So the point of me telling you all this is any belief you have that is a roadmap for you or any energy you could put out to make yourself better, I think that's something that you can focus on. And even if it's based off of Gem and the Holograms, <laughs> if it makes you a better person, I'm there <laughs> for it. Showtime centered. Yeah. <laughs> and then she runs into the wall there's this episode Ryan where Synergy is down and she she taps her ear and goes showtime Synergy but and since the holograms aren't working she runs into the wall she just walks into it and falls to the ground and goes ah but I'm like there's so many problems with that if it was a hologram wouldn't there be no wall there where did the physical wall come from oh my god the whole point of a hologram wow wow <laughs> But, yeah, so, like, things like sex magic, things like bringing your attention to the force and mindfulness, there's a big amount of intentionality behind it. Um, So, like, focusing your intentions, being aware and not just kind of wandering through hoping things work out without putting your focus on it. I think there's so many things out there, things like Jediism, things like sex magic that kind of gives you the tools for focusing that and you can do the same exact thing in all these different groups and get the same results like it's just i mean when i took you on your magical journey (laughs) i sat down and i'm like it might sound a little bit hokey but i want you to write your intentions (laughs) because i've done that and i've done this quite often and I haven't had a bad trip yet and I know lots of people that take it their first time in crazy situations and have horrible trips so uh-huh. I'm, I'm gonna go with what's working for me <laughs> yeah. and it, it did work for me I got to talk to my female persona I got to get in the mindset of my comic book character it was great it was so much fun <laughs> <laughs> highly recommend the Jedi highly master recommend. and the apprentice <laughs> right <laughs> yes <laughs> Which, apparently, I came across this this morning. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, some people with Nexium compared their master-slave relationship to oh. Star Wars. It's like Star Wars training, of course. With the Padawan. Yeah, with the Padawan and then sleeping with Yoda, apparently. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, I mean, <laughs> that was my favorite part of the Jedi training. <laughs> oh, no. Gross. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> oh god, I can't think of all I can so, think of is Yoda now. You're you, welcome. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, so there is one thing that I found really fun um, on the temple of the Jedi Order, which is the one that's based in Texas. Um, they ha- they listed a lot of the things like three tenets. There's like what they believe. They have. Um, teachings and they have a creed and like I read this creed and my first like reaction to it was I was like that's that song that I used to sing in in Catholic mass and then like at the end it had a little star and they're like oh this has been adopted from the prayer of St. Francis (laughs) and I was like "Ah I knew it (laughs) I knew it so I think that's another great example 
of how like these moral lessons that we can learn can be found across all different religions. But then people get caught up in the power structure around these religions and the idea of them being right and other people being wrong. And it like divides people when they have the same ideas and when they're aiming for the same moral um goals so it's just really interesting to me that like watching that thing with Piers Morgan where him and then this other Catholic journalist were just berating this guy for his beliefs and it's like dude nothing he believes is bad no and they <laughs> they're not even saying that it was created from a real thing he kept wanting him to say like you know like well, is this based on a real thing? You know, like, this is not based on... It, oh, yeah. He was, he was trying to get the words out, and I don't know, Pierce Morgan just had this thing against him even talking well, at all. Yeah. And like you said, that well-spoken woman, she was so intelligent in what she was trying to say and convey, and they just kept shooting them down and making it a joke almost. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a clear objectiveness that they were trying to get to because, like, at the end, he pulled out a lightsaber. Yeah, <laughs> and then they just started kind of playing yeah. with the lightsabers at the end. But I did love that the other person that was, like, fighting with peers with the lightsaber seemed like just another guy that was part of the program that was like, okay, you're getting obnoxious. We're going to distract this with some fun. <laughs> yeah, here's a toy. <laughs> here's a toy. I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> so that's a good point, too, because I did – I read – this morning, um, somebody who found Jediism, he said that he had an injury that he was struggling with. He was overweight and he wasn't happy with himself. He found Jediism and he started taking, because I guess a lot of people, I don't know how this correlates, but a lot of people who are Jedis take fencing mm -hmm. classes. Probably because <laughs> they want to play with lightsabers. I know. But um, apparently um, fencing and lightsaber play does actually use a lot of your muscles, and it's a very taxing um, exercise. So he lost a lot of weight. He strengthened his injury, and he said he feels like he has a second chance on life now. Don't. So it's something for him that he, again, he found his way through this, you know, based on fictional tenants and it's something that he said he doesn't push on his wife or his kids because his wife is a little skeptical of, of it but so he struggled with a lot of anger as a youth so finding himself through these tenants has really been an eye-opener for him and he said even his oldest daughter out of three kids she has found jediism through him so it's really helped them to when they have negative emotions, they're not taught to push them away, kind of like they are in the movies, but they're taught to analyze them and find what's angering them and find peace within that. So I thought that mindfulness. was interesting. Mindfulness. It's just mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And mindfulness isn't a fictional tenant. Like, <laughs> it is a very valid practice. Mm -hmm. And and it wasn't created by George Lucas. It nope. has been around, and it's just been highlighted by this. And I think that people need to calm down calm down and let like the good things that the good lessons that come from this like one thing i think i do really like about this is that there's not a huge power structure behind it that is seems to be manipulating people yeah. I will say I did go on to the Temple of the Jedi Order on their website and I was looking at some they put up some um 
they had some different sermons that were up and those weren't my favorite like they seemed a little bit random and here and there so like I it's definitely intriguing to me that I don't necessarily see there being a power structure around it where like different lessons are being given out that are very clear um, but I do think there's so much wealth to be found in just like the idea of what they teach and even just learning mindfulness that is a challenging thing to do and i came across this number that in america 23 percent of people in america uh identify as nuns which is not n-u-n-s it's n-o-n-e-s like nun religion Mm-hmm. Or they may they may have a religion, it's just not one that's accepted, or it may be something spiritual. Mm-hmm. And it said that the 23% has even beat out um, evangelists, which I think was at 21 point something percent. You guys, it's very important that we beat out the evangelists. <laughs> it's very important. So why do you think, because it's, it's a growing number, that 23% is already pretty high, but it's growing. So what about these types of religions are philosophies do you think is attractive to younger audiences today? Well, I mean, I personally think a lot of people, of course, get into it because Star Wars was a way of escape for them. A lot of people grew up on this and then, and therefore they learn this quote unquote religion because they're seeing things like, okay, they meditate. Uh, You know, it's all about, doing well and well-being and and things like that so i think it lends hands in hand it's almost like people are get are getting some sort of you know um calm and peace from watching these movies and they're just saying you know what why not if, especially if they're not religious people they see this jediism and it's all about meditating and making yourself better and so i think a lot of it comes from that a lot of fans of course it starts with uh yeah and i no, no continue yeah and i think media nowadays is different um there's a lot of availability now for people to share ideas through social media and things like that so when these things are going around and people are seeing them and they're like oh i want to try that like if you go on tiktok you can end up on things like witch talk (laughs) (laughs) where there a lot of people are like wicca witches yeah um like there was actually a trend that i was talking about with uh my friend jesse where a lot of gen z now believe that they can um oh what it was like they can transport port their selves into like different realities they can shift realities and stuff like that and we're like i wonder if they know that they're just doing guided meditation (laughs) (laughs) like like you are doing guided meditation right now you're not actually shifting into a different reality where you've gone back in time to talk to your grandmother you who is now dead you are doing a guided meditation where you go to your grandmother and you get her acceptance or her guidance that's a guided meditation technique (laughs) um but i feel like there's all these different holistic ideas that are kind of out there and now they're being spread more whereas in the past when you didn't have these ideas out there being shared through things like social media where people learn their stuff was locally going to a church um 
it was just the world was smaller then. Now the world with all this media and this connection, we can learn more things. We have more concepts to explore, and they just get shared on a larger way. Yeah, I agree. Everybody's finding, I think, their own community, something that's relatable to them. And I do think it's funny that a lot of times when the youth find something new, it's like, I just think of something as simple as Pokemon Go. It was so demonized when it first came out. Oh, people are going outside and walking into traffic. I never once saw that happen. I mean, it wasn't all positive. We saw some bad things. But, like, people are going outside and doing stuff. So, well, And then there's the whole idea of personal responsibility. For some reason, people hate taking personal responsibility. If and they can blame something for their bad choices or actions, they do. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I walked into traffic and was hit by a car. It was the fault of this game. Wasn't my fault for not looking <laughs> both ways. Like, one of those lessons I learned when I was three years old um no it's the game's fault like it should have stopped the traffic for me (laughs) so we decided the actual jedi order is or the fictional jedi order i should say is a cult what do we think about the actual practice of jediism i don't think it's a cult i think it's a philosophy Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i've been the past you know after you guys talked about like we're doing this next like I've been going back and forth about, like, is this a religion? Is this a philosophy? Wait, what is a religion? To, like, it's it's <laughs> yeah. hard, you know, It's everyone has a different definition of what, like, a religion is. Um, I definitely do think it is, like, a philosophy. Um, I mean, to be honest, like, I feel like they can believe whatever they want as long as they're not hurting anyone. Yeah. That's kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's, like, the general idea yeah. I think I tend to have behind things. And... I mean, one of the things that I like about this is that people can be and, like, Mm -hmm. you could decide to be a Catholic Jedi if you want to be. And that's awesome. (laughs) How about you, Ryan? I definitely, right, like, I would say Star Wars Jedi cultish, but yeah, this, this modern... A form of Jediism, I really think it's helping people, um, even down to, I saw that the people meet in forums, so it's like their church is in a digital way, so they talk on forums, and they just do meditation techniques, and work out problems, so I really do see this as a way of a philosophy, like you were all saying, and something that really just helps people overweight, struggling with something, depression, if it makes you feel happy, and it's generally, you know, all about doing good and bettering yourself. I think they're onto something. <laughs> yeah, and it, it does bring up an interesting conversation because we see things like the craft, where the craft is based on Wicca, but then the craft inspired people to be Wiccan. So, you know, we see media does have a big effect on people. And I agree, if if it has that effect on you, if you find a belief that works for you and you're not hurting yourself or others, then I'm for it too. It's all about yes. the betterment of the person. Yes. All right. So I think I feel good about Jediism. How about yeah. the rest of you? I feel really good about it. I want to take more. Well, I have some classes waiting in the wings because there was a handful of free classes. But there's some. I really want to take the Jediist numerology course, but that costs some money. I, I'm just really curious, you guys, because I feel like I have an, a, a numerically significant birthday and existence, <laughs> and I'm, that's what I'm going to base my cult around. 
okay. when it happened, just so you know, uh, because on my 40th birthday, on 4-8 of 2024, on my 40th birthday, there will be a total mm. eclipse of the sun that passes over the U.S., and I will be there to ascend into heaven. Now, if this was Sailor so, Moon or wow. something, come join me. a whole something would come from the full moon down and attack us all like an evil moon cult. <laughs> I mean, I'm not so evil. It's, it's going to be a peaceful moon cult that comes down, I think. <laughs> but yeah, there's lots of fun things to look at. Um, uh, part of this organization, I thought it was the Jediism thing was neat. And um, next week on Marvelous Galaxy of Disney, catch us as we talk to KGZ, or Kevin, I guess is his real name. Um, we are going to count down our top five hottest Disney Pixar men and find who is the hottest of them all. And we're going to talk about Disney and Pixar sequels and which mm-hmm. ones you should watch and which ones you should avoid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm lobbying hard for Prince Philip, uh, Disney... I wonder if he'll be on my list. Oh, I wonder. (laughs) And then in two weeks, come back to Once Upon a Colt. We are going to have another guest. We're just guest full of guests this season. Yeah. We're going to have this person named Victoria. You may have heard of her. You may have heard of her. Come on and talk about Mr. Kellogg. Oh. That's right, of Kellogg cereal. I was just going to say, what, the Kellogg cereal? Wow. Yeah. Yes. We're going to get some Frosted Flakes. Yep. And go to town. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> I definitely want to hear crunch. Ryan, thank you very much oh, for joining. <laughs> oh, yeah, you will. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. So much fun. And where can people find you? Oh, I am on the Radical Retro Podcast, one word on Instagram, if anyone is interested. <laughs> <laughs> updated every Friday with new shows. Very nice. Find us at Once Upon a Cult on Instagram and Facebook and yeah. Yeah. That's and you can email us and let us know your favorite cult or if cult you're curious about and we'll take a look at it. And, um I'm Rachel and you can find me with my other podcast, A Real Bodice Ripper. Um, yeah, we're also on the Instagram. And we are on a break, but we're starting up again for Valentine's Day. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. And we will see you next week on Disney and in two weeks on Cult. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Wooing! <laughs> <laughs>